Joining us right now on Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series is Christos Sideris of the Metropolitan Community Health Clinic of Elinikon in Athens, Greece. Thank you, first of all, for speaking with us today. Thank you, Michael, for having us on your radio show. It's very important to get the message out about the, uh, the Metropolitan Community Clinic and the work that we're trying to, to carry out to support the, the, the Greek people in this, in this country and these very difficult times that we're having. And to get us started, share with us a few words about the clinic and its history and how it first got started. Yes, uh, the, the clinic was founded in December 2011. We were close to two years old. Prior to, to, to that date, we were six people that got together. Prior to the, the big demonstrations in uh, Sidagma Square in, in the summer of 2011, we went, all, all six of us went to the, the demonstrations and we saw that people we had, to, we had to find a way to, to resist all this uh, economic, uh, let's say, warfare that has been waged against the Greek people. And the idea came to the mind of our cardiologist, Dr. Vejas. He was seeing every day people that were coming to his clinic that had lost their medical insurance and had no access to the public health system. So he came he came out with the idea of creating uh, a community clinic that would be totally free for, for people who had no access to the public health system. So by September 2011, we, we contacted the local municipality at Elinko Argyrupoli, and the municipality was really positive, and we decided to go ahead with this project, and within two and a half months, the initial group of six people became 60, out of which 17 uh, are doctors, and right now we're more, more than 230 people. So a, a lot of effort has been put into, into this, this project. What are the services that the clinic provides and what are the needs that the clinic is addressing in the community? We provide medical services to all the people that, that need them. We, we cater people that do not have any medical insurance, unemployed, and officially recognized by the state as being poor. And uh, of course, anybody that cannot afford to, to pay for their, uh, their medical services that they need or, or, or medicine. Unfortunately, the number of people that are coming into the clinic is, is, is increasing drastically day by day. And uh, from what I understand, these patients that are coming to the clinic are not just from the local municipality, but also from other parts of Athens and either other parts of Greece as well. Indeed, indeed. We, we see people from all, all, all areas of, of Athens, even outside Athens, even as, as far north as uh, Thessaloniki or uh, district of uh, Macedonia. It's, uh, it's amazing. The situation is, is so bad that even people that do have medical insurance, sometimes they cannot find the medicine. On average, how many patients have been coming into the clinic on a weekly or a monthly or even an annual basis? Just to give you an idea, the first year of operation of our clinic, we had 4,000 visits. The first four months of 2013, we had an extra 4,000. At the moment, we have passed the 16,000 visits mark. We, we see more than 1,200 people per month. Some days we even have 100 visits. It's, uh, it's amazing. And we've been talking about the clinic, of course, the services that it offers, and this is happening in the context of a breakdown in the national health system in Greece. So let's talk about that for a moment. What has the impact of the austerity measures of the past few years and the cuts been on the uh, Greek health system? Unfortunately, it has been devastating. In our clinic, we receive children that are malnourished. You see two, three months year old babies coming in, even more than a kilo below their normal weight. We see cancer patients that haven't had any chemotherapy for five, six months. We recently lost a 36-year-old patient of ours, a lady, mother of two, 
because she came in too late. She didn't have any access to the public health system. She didn't get any treatment. The cancer grew and grew larger. Unfortunately, she died. Even at the, at the few days before she died, the, the hospital was pressuring the, the family to pay up. It's a terrible situation, terrible situation. You see people going into public hospitals without any medical insurance, and the first thing they ask them is, do you have money to pay? And the whole thing is just deteriorating. Even people with medical insurance sometimes, they, they do not get the full treatment. They, they are being told to come back after 10 days or 15 days to see if their medication is, is available for them. Yeah, it's terrible. We are speaking with Christos Sideris of the Metropolitan Community Clinic of Elinikon here on the Galagos Radio. Christo, we hear that there are sometimes also shortages of basic supplies and medicines in Greek hospitals. How widespread, uh, to your knowledge, are these shortages? Unfortunately, as, as I said before, the, there's a big problem in the public health system at the moment. Patients that with medical insurance that go into a public hospital, Sometimes they're even asked to bring in pillows and uh, covers because there are any available, uh, even syringes. Very inexpensive things that public hospitals don't have them. Uh, at the moment, if you go on the internet and you search for Evangelismos Hospital, you will see photographs from the hospital that are, are incredible. People on, on makeshift beds everywhere. It's, it's awful. It's awful. Now, something else that has also been in the news recently is the increasing brain drain of Greek doctors and Greek medical professionals emigrating abroad amidst the crisis. Is this something that you have uh, personally observed uh, in uh, recent months and recent years? Yes, we have, unfortunately, uh, on a very small scale, of course. But we have had few doctors, young doctors, that could make a living here and that decided to leave. Even so, uh, doctors that in the past few years were able to have a, a good salary uh, at the moment, they're finding it even difficult to run a, a car, you know, to move from A to B. It's, 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 it's an awful situation. A lot of volunteers are without a job, not only doctors, or other volunteers helping with the secretariat and other uh, groms which are helping with organi- organizing of the, comu- of the community clinic. And uh, some of our volunteers even have difficulty to, to find food. It's so bad. And within this current climate that you have been describing, what are the challenges that the clinic specifically faces in terms of being able to operate? Well, the, the challenges that, we, that we're facing every day is to, to find, of course, the, the medicines for all our patients. Sometimes the medicines are too expensive. Our clinic doesn't accept any money donations from anyone. As a result, we, we receive medications from people or companies that buy medicines for us. This is a huge challenge. A second big challenge is to, to get access to, to public hospitals because some patients need, for example, surgery and have to give a, a fight every time in the management of, of the public hospitals in order to, to accept our patients without paying any money. We have a 100% success rate at the moment, thank God, but it's a very difficult thing to do all the time. Recently, the Greek police raided the clinic based on the claim that there were illegal drugs that were being dispensed. Uh, what happened during this incident? Yes, uh, this is true. Uh, actually, we have had past 10 months, two occurrences where the, the state has tried to close us down. The, um, the Medical Association of Athens visited our clinic and they told us that we didn't have any permits to, to provide the, the medical services that we do. We told them that we don't need any permit from, from anyone. Our work and the needs of the, of the, of the people make us legal. At the end of the day, all our doctors are certified to provide services. The same thing with our pharmacists. We are 100% legitimate. 
and uh, they understood that and they left. Two weeks ago, we were raided by the anti-drug police, along with, uh, with some people from the, let's say, the pharmaceutical uh, association, and also a magistrate. And the most funny thing, if you can say that, was that the magistrate brought, brought us some medicine. She donated some medicines to us. So you can understand how, how difficult position they were. Of course, they didn't find anything illegal at our clinic. Everything was fine, and they left. But it shows that some people are annoyed by us, by the work that we're doing, because we, we are we are raging a, a two-front war. At one front, we're fighting to provide the, the medical services that our patients need, and at the second front, we're fighting a war to explain to the public of the reasons why all these people, our patients, come to us, and why they are excluded from the public health system. And this is something which is annoying many politicians. In this context, and with all of the challenges that you have described, how does the clinic sustain itself financially within this uh, difficult climate? We have uh, three basic pillars in our, the way we have set up the, the clinic. The first pillar is that we do not accept any kind of monetary donations. We do not accept any money as donations. This, the reason behind that is because we don't, we don't want anybody to think there's any corruption with money or anything like that. And the second one is that we want people to become part of the solution, to understand the problems that our patients face, how difficult it is for them to get access to the medication. And by this way, they also come in into in the clinic and they're able to see the clinic with their own eyes and we show them around and they know exactly what we're doing. The second pillar is that we do not allow any party politics inside our clinic. Nobody from any party can take advantage of our, advantage of our work or anything like that. And the third one is that we do not advertise any private company that provides help to us. So these three pillars manage to, to keep all our volunteers close together and keep us focused on our work. This, this is the way that we, we, we deal with everything. As far as you are aware, are there any similar efforts, any similar clinics that have begun operating in other parts of Greece? Back in December 2011, when we started, uh, our clinic was the first one to open, the first, the first community clinic in Athens. At the moment, there are more than 40 community clinics and community pharmacies all over Greece, and the number is, is growing every month. In Athens, there are around 12 community clinics and community pharmacies operating at the moment. And as you may know, our program is broadcast in uh, various Greek communities in the uh, Greek diaspora around the world, in Australia, also in the United States. And from what we understand, recently the uh, Metropolitan uh, Clinic of Ilinikon received a team of visitors from Australia, from the Greek community of Australia. Tell us about this uh, recent visit. Yes, indeed. Um, we received some people from the Greek-Australian organization, which is called Every Greek is an Ambassador of Greece. They, they had a campaign in Australia for one year where uh, two communities from Victoria and from Melbourne, if I remember correct, they, um, and nine uh, Greek schools gathered 10,000 Australian dollars through various fundraising events. The representative of this organization came to Greece and to our clinic at the end of September and it was a very, very extremely moving day for us because it was really fantastic to see our, our Greek brothers in, uh, in Australia thinking of us and doing all this great work. A lot of medic medication was provided through this help and uh, a lot of people received help. Also at the same time, we, we get lots of emails from, from other people, from Greek people from Germany, from Britain, from the United States, and they, it's, it's fantastic to receive these messages of support. In closing, where can our listeners find out more information about the clinic and all of the services that it offers? We have two blogs, a Greek language blog and an English language blog. Uh, if anyone goes on the on Google, 
they can search for Metropolitan Community Clinic at Helenico. They will find it straight away. We post there all our press releases and all our news and also the needs that we have. We also have a presence in Facebook. We have a profile and also a group in, uh, in English language. If you, again, the right Metropolitan Community Clinic at Helenico at the top, they will find us. And also have a presence in, in Twitter, but only in the Greek language. Wonderful. Well, Christo, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today here on the Galagos Radio, and best of luck with everything that you do at the clinic. Thank you very much, Michali, for giving us uh, the time to, to explain to your, your, your listeners of, of, of our work and what we're trying to, to accomplish. Thank you very much.